You are now listening to a Fit Plus Love production. Hello, welcome and welcome back to another week of Monday Moves, our weekly Monday episode on the Marnie on the Move podcast. I'm your host, Marnie Salop. Today, I'm doing a race debrief and offering some tips on 70.3 triathlon training and racing. If you follow me on social, you got the highlights from my race this past weekend, but here's the deep dive. And I just want to start with, wow, that was the hardest race I have done, period. If anyone has done quasi 70.3 or Ironman 70.3, this course is harder. And that course was called the Beast of the Northeast. So this course was soul-crushing, gut-wrenching, big hills on the run, steep inclines, long climbs. You get it. It was a 70.3 Ironman event. All in all, Muscleman 70.3 is a beautiful course. It's in the Finger Lakes. You swim in Seneca Lake, ride through the wine country, and beautiful farms along the perimeter of Lake Seneca and Cuca Lake. The roads are in pretty good condition. You run all along the waterfront on Seneca Lake and go up, up, up into a nice neighborhood, etc. This is my third time doing this race and I plan to come back next year, but I just want to vent about the course and talk a little bit about training, what I did wrong, what I did right, how I can improve, and maybe you can benefit from some of the lessons that I learned. The first year I did this race as an age group triathlete individual, the swim was so turbulent and choppy. It took me an hour and eight minutes to swim 1.2 miles. It felt like I was in the ocean. I would never expect that kind of chop in a lake. I was traumatized, for real. I did it, I survived, but I doubt I can ever go back and do that swim now that I know what it's like. Last year, I did this race as a relay and heard the swim was beautiful. This year, I did it as relay and heard it was choppy. Usually if I decide not to swim, the conditions are perfect. <laughs> it's, just the, it's just the story of my life. Anyway, the swim can be choppy. Let's face it. It's choppy, almost wave-like. It feels like you're in a washing machine, but it lures you in. The water is often on the cusp of wetsuit legal at 76 degrees. They even said it was 78 degrees during the race debrief, but it ended up being wetsuit legal the next day. It feels really great for the first 500 meters. It's usually nice. And then the wind and the current kick in. I did it. It was hard, but it was three years ago. And sometimes not knowing is better. I was fully prepared to swim this year, but got an eye infection two weeks before and was told no swimming. Trust me, I wasn't really upset about it. I knew I could still bike and run and do this as a relay. The chop has to do with the wind direction and Mother Nature makes game time decisions at this race. So you never really know what you're going to get until the morning of the race. And I just didn't want to risk it. At least that was last year. This year, I didn't really have a choice. But either way, when you're doing an open water swim, you really need to prepare for any kind of conditions, even if it's going to be flat or choppy. And most of the time, training in the pool prepares you to get to the place where you can do the open water swim. It's just different conditions. Cardiovascularly, physically, you can do it. It's mentally where the challenge kind of kicks in. I mean, my biggest takeaway tip from the swim at this race and just swimming in general, if you're nervous like me, 
I swim from buoy to buoy. It's about 100 meters. That's four laps in the pool. That's where I put my mind. So I'm not thinking about how much more I have to go or how far I have swam or what the water conditions are. I'm just thinking, get to the next buoy. Also, I stop at a lot of kayaks. I hang out on the safety rafts. I always make up my speed on the bike or the run. And my speed during the swim in a 70.3 is not bad. It's usually about 50 minutes if I'm not swimming through a washing machine, but you know, just normal conditions. And I'm sure I could be a lot faster, but I really have no interest in being faster on the swim. I'd rather just get through it and get to my bike. If you love swimming and it's your jam, go get it. Now for the bike. This is the reason I do this race, for real. It's 1650 elevation, which is basically flat. Like I said earlier, the roads are pretty good. There are a few spots that are potholes or broken road, but it's clearly marked by Ironman, and it's honestly a perfect course to ride on a TT bike and break out the biggest wheels you can handle because the headwinds and crosswinds can be tough. This weekend, they were gusting 20 miles an hour. I looked to my left at the lake, and there were huge white caps but the tailwinds were freaking awesome. The difference on my speed between the two, for me, was basically 10 miles per hour. 21, 22 with a tailwind, and 11 or 12 miles per hour with a headwind. I don't have big wheels on my bike, so the crosswind didn't bother me. My takeaway tip for this race, and in general, I think would be don't overbike, which, by the way, I did. Basically, don't go too hard on the bike. It's not easy because when you get into a groove and you have good momentum you want to go with it and it's really not easy to hold back on your power and your pace i definitely pushed my pace during this race but i had a great time i had a blast it was awesome i paid for it on the run the run this could possibly be (laughs) i know i have to let it go but i have been obsessed with this run because i've never run so slow It took me two hours and 45 minutes to do 13.1 miles, and it took me three hours and 40 minutes to ride 56 miles. The fastest person in this race that finished on the run was 145, and the fastest woman in my age group was two hours. So I feel like, you know, 245 isn't that bad, but it just felt like crap when I was running. What was so hard about the run? you ask. Number one, getting off the bike, my legs were wiped out. And that's totally normal for a triathlon because you've been cycling for 100 miles or 56 miles or 25 miles, whatever it is. But I got off, I started running slowly because that's what you're supposed to do. And I couldn't get my speed up after half a mile or a mile. I couldn't get my heart rate up, which is even more concerning because that means you're overtraining most of the time. And which means I probably overtrained on the bike or pushed it, which I knew I did. It was also incredibly hot and humid, but it was flat. In my mind, I was like, why can't I get any speed? We're running along the lake and I was prepared for a climb, but I had no idea what was coming. And I was completely unprepared. I looked over to my right and I saw hundreds of people walking ahead. And I was like, why are all these people walking? Like, what's wrong? Did something happen? And then came the longest, steepest hill I have ever tried to run up. And I've done Timberman and Connecticut when there was an Ironman 70.3 in Connecticut, which are both hilly. And as I said, you know, the Connecticut quasi 70.3 
was called the Beast of the Northeast. And people that were training for Lake Placid Ironman would do this as a training race. You know, it was pretty hilly. This run was, it just really hit different. It was freaking hard. But I will say that we don't do these races because they're easy. I could have trained for this. I honestly should have paid attention. 500 meters of elevation or 500 feet of elevation. And I think it was all in half a mile. I honestly think it was like that half mile that I could not run. My biggest takeaway from this experience and this race and this run was that I, you know, it's really important as an athlete to do course recon. And I always say this and I always do this, but for this race, for some reason, I didn't. I just thought, oh, they changed the run course. How bad could it be? Thinking, you know, last year it wasn't flat. There was a little hill like Harlem Hill. I can handle that. So I've been doing all these half marathons and races in New York City, in the park, in Central Park, which is, you know, it's not hilly if you're from the West Coast or upstate New York, but it was, you know, it's enough hills to train. Not really for this race, though. So what I should have done was pay attention to the course, look at the elevation, mimic that elevation somewhere in New York on a treadmill, in the park, and really dial into the course. Because I think that if I had practiced running that kind of terrain and that kind of incline I would have felt a lot more confident running up it I can't say that I would have been any faster but at least I would have mentally been prepared and sort of physically right the other lesson is and this is like the age-old lesson that even pros are known for doing this is cooking your legs on the bike don't do it I know it's hard not to do but that's why we train with power and watts and heart rate and numbers because You're supposed to pay attention to those things when you're training and racing, not how fast you could go on a bike. And I'm just keep repeating that to myself because I have another 70.3 in September. Honestly, I think the other thing with the run that was really challenging was that it was super hot. And while I had run in some hot conditions in New York and I have a NYX biosensor and I know exactly how much hydration I need and what the right numbers are that wasn't the problem it wasn't that I was dehydrated it was that it was just really really hot like 85 90 degrees with humidity and the hills I just lost it the last leg of the triathlon sport that I would go over is my nutrition so my nutrition on the bike was not good I really didn't practice my long rides or bricks with nutrition therefore I paid the price I thought I could wing it because I've done so many triathlons and so many 70.3s that I thought I could just do what I usually do. But the thing is that I haven't been doing that and I don't really use protein bars anymore at all. And I just use the Cliff Chews. And I suddenly felt like maybe they weren't enough, like a week before the race. And so I decided to add protein bars back into the mix. I only had one, but... I actually think that it wasn't enough calories that I was taking in and wasn't enough carbs and I just really need to practice more of that on the bike because on the run I nailed it. On the run I have been working hard on nailing my nutrition so that I don't have to stop at the bathroom every three miles so that I don't feel nauseous, I don't get dehydrated. I have been fueling with Cliff Chews, a new hydration mix from TB2, and I use Salus on really hot runs, the salt tablets. Even though it sounds like it wasn't a great race, if you are 
a triathlete, you know that it was a great race and I'm just venting about some of the things I did wrong. And I think overall though, I'm so glad that I finished. I will definitely do it again next year. I don't know if I'll ever do this race as a triathlon. I might just do it as a relay, but this time I'll be more prepared on the bike with nutrition and better on the run with the training, unless of course they change it. Either way, I definitely learned a good lesson, which is that I need to be a little bit more prepared, not take for granted the fact that I've done a race so many times uh, because every time is different. Since we're on the topic of triathlons, another race I love if you're looking to do a triathlon is Mighty Hamptons. The bay is usually calm, the bike is rolling hills and windy through great neighborhoods in Sag Harbor, and the run is flat. It's an Olympic, it's a great beginner race. It's in September, I think September 10th. And then I also heard that Super League has teamed up with Lifetime and they are going to be doing the New York City triathlon on October 1st, but I will be working at the October 1st Mighty Montauk race in Montauk. My next big relay is 70.3 in September Ironman Jones Beach and it's sold out. I'm excited because I'm doing it as a relay and I will not be swimming. So all in all, Ironman Muscleman 70.3 was an awesome race. And if you are planning to do a race, a 70.3 next summer, I highly recommend this race. But I also highly recommend training for it. Have an awesome week. Thanks again for tuning in to Marnie on the Move. If you like what you hear, leave us a five-star review in Apple Podcasts. Follow us on social at Marnie on the Move for Facebook and Instagram and Marnie Salop on Twitter. Head over to our website, MarnieOnTheMove.com for more info on this episode, links in the show notes, and of course, Sign up for our quarterly newsletter, The Download, to get updates, deals, giveaways, and information on future events for 2019. I want to hear from you. Email me, marnieonthemove1 at gmail.com, and let me know what you're enjoying, what you want to hear more of. If you have questions for our guests, just reach out. <laughs>